Hey, everybody. This is Jacqueline Kitzman. This is the Awakened Tarot Podcast, and I have a guest with me today. Hi. Oh, hi. Oh, do I say no, it? Yeah, say name. <laughs> I'm, I'm Sarah Jane Chapman. Hi. Yes. So this is our first time meeting. Yeah. And Sarah, do you want to tell them all how, how you got a hold of me? <laughs> how I tracked you down. Um, okay. So, so we will get into it, but I, um, I have a tarot deck that I have co-created that I want to like get into the world. And I looked up tarot podcasts and this one popped up and I was like, oh, this seems cool. And I listened <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I was just like really loving Jacqueline's like teachings. I was like, this is awesome. And it was one of the episodes where she does the the dream interpretations. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And so it was like at the end and I had this vibe too. I was like, so I live in Nashville and I was like, this person I feel like lives in Nashville. <laughs> and at the end you're like, okay, so you can email us at like awakentarotnashville.gmail. And I was like, mm-hmm. And I was like, I like cracked my knuckles and I was like, okay, so we're going to be friends and I'm coming to on your podcast. <laughs> no, you did. Well, then you emailed me and I was like, I looked at the deck. So first off, like I looked at the deck before I responded mm-hmm. to you. I looked through because like if it, if obviously if it was awful yeah. or trash or, or yeah, like if yeah. it wasn't something I resonated with yeah. or whatever, and then I looked at it and was like, this is one of the most beautiful decks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was like, this it's person could be sweet. absolutely awful and I'm going to interview yeah. them because I want to see this deck. I want to talk about this deck. No, but like the nicest also, can we talk about the fact that uh, you and we were like, hey, because you hadn't heard from me in over 24 hours. Right, so you yeah. email me and you go, hey, I'm just checking to make sure that everything's yeah, fine we're and we're still on. And I am in the dentist chair. And, like I have him like, first off, they don't tell you how big the needles are that they oh put God. in your face. Terrifying. It's like a fish yeah. on a lure. So he's putting the needle in and I'm emailing Sarah back. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I am literally at the dentist right now. But I didn't mean for it to sound like that. I meant for yeah. now that you know me, you know that oh, I was yeah. just like, I'm at the dentist. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I had not even. It's so funny because I did not even perceive it that way. I was just like, oh, I, yeah, no problem. Like I reread yeah, it back. Yeah. I was on the phone with my friend Ian, like getting ready to respond to yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. email or be like, I'm so mm-hmm. excited to see you. And I read back our thing and I'm on the phone with my friend Ian and I go, I sounded so fucking aggressive <laughs> i sounded so aggressive <laughs> i was like i have to apologize oh, right now it was so sweet no um, honestly it truly it was just like didn't even i was like oh yeah no you're like here's a boundary and i'm like cool like no love it, wasn't, a boundary. it wasn't even a boundary it was me it was me being like ha 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 ha, ha. i'm at the dentist and i was like she doesn't know me well enough to know i'm just telling her i'm at the dentist <laughs> It all worked out. It worked out perfectly. It was was so great. (laughs) Anyway, like I looked at your deck and I was like, this deck is beautiful. Can you explain Mm -hmm. like what, first off, like what you do, but like also like what this deck is created for, the utilization yes. of this beautiful deck. 100%. So I do. So I co-created it with my friend Sarah Stressing. I just want to say that too. She's the artist behind it. And it's my like thought baby. And, yes. But we co-create. It's our love child. I will say it that way. And um, so the idea is called Be With Your Body Tarot. Oh. And the idea behind the deck is tarot well it's actually body acceptance through the lens of tarot or i guess it'd be tarot through the lens of body acceptance yeah tarot through the lens of body acceptance. either or both right <laughs> the lenses are overlapping is basically what's happening it's a 3d glasses <laughs> yes, three glasses so the idea is so i will speak from my own experience i am in eating disorder recovery have been for a while and twins when, yes right <laughs> same z's cute it's unfortunate yes <laughs> but that's yeah, same. <laughs> but honestly, who doesn't, right? In this day unfortunately, and age. unfortunately, that's where we're at. So in my process of being like, I am basically what happened one day is I woke up and I was like, I am so sick. Can I swear on this? 
Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> Fuck no. I was like, I'm just so sick of my own shit. Like, I was just sick of my brain being like yes. obsessing about food and exercise and blah, 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 blah. All the mm-hmm. numbers, right? I was so sick of obsessing about it. And at the same time, I was also learning tarot. And Beautiful. so a huge part for me of like learning to be okay with my body is learning my own intuition. Yeah. Because so much of like diet culture and... um body control is mm-hmm. about having someone else tell you a what to eat when to move all these things like someone else is an expert on your body which no one else is an expert on your body right yeah. and um having to kind of relearn or mm-hmm. for me learn how to you have to, to come myself. back into your body yeah. with that mindset you are lending out your body to mm-hmm. other people um you know i moved to nashville mm. i weighed 99 pounds i'm 59 that was i was mm. a walking skeleton human mm. i had to move here yeah. Or I was going to get hospitalized. Mm-hmm. I had two choices. Yeah. Um, like, well, so I said, okay, I'll move. Yeah. Um, and I went, you know, I, I went to therapy, but it was like one of those things where like, I really had to be like, I have been lending myself out mm-hmm. to all of these other people's I- yeah. ideals and their mm-hmm. ideas. And I need to come back into me. My intuition, I like, I saw, I have seen ghosts my entire life when my eating yeah. disorder really like just swallowed me, literally. Uh, I stopped having any connection to that. And as I started to come back into my body using tarot in, you know, in therapy, yeah. um, come, came back into my body, it hit me like a, yeah. I was going to say dump truck. It hit me like, <laughs> what a weird choice of mobile, <laughs> automobile. Well, it might feel like it was full of shit, full, full of trash. Of shit. There yeah, we go. Thank you so much. I'm following, we're following, we're following. Yeah, but yeah. like it hits, it hits you, like, yeah. it hits you like that. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like, yeah. When you stop lending out mm. what other people need to perceive you as. Yeah. And you start perceiving yourself, mm. that intuition clicks back in. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And so for me, tarot has just been such a great tool to strengthen my own intuition, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, as I was learning it, I would pull a card and I'd be like, I feel like it means this. And then, like, I look it up and I'm like, oh, it does mean that. You know, and it was validating. Yes. It was really yes. validating. And then once I really got comfortable with the meanings and, and, the intricacies of spreads and everything, I could just look at it and be like, yeah, I am feeling that way. Like tarot's a mirror, you know? Yes. It is a mirror. It's a mirror. (laughs) It's a mirror. Yes. It's 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 very surprising, I think, when people pick up a deck. Surprising to me the first time I got a deck. Mine was gifted as a joke. The joke was on the person who gifted it to me. Right. Be- because here we are now. Because yeah. it, be- it was, uh, what is that TikTok trend when it's like, well, this is going to be my personality for the rest of my life. That's yeah. exactly what happened to me. Uh, there are worse personalities. There are worse personalities. <laughs> but, you know, I kind of like, it, it, it really did kind of anchor me into this. Oh, this is a, this is not divination. I mean, yes, divination. Sure. It can be used for that. But 100%. I think people, what stops people from using tarot is this Mm. fear of I'm not good enough. I'm not psychic enough. I'm not intuitive Mm. enough. And it's not that tarot is all about showing you that you are enough, that you can do this. Literally anybody can read tarot because tarot is a reflection of the human experience. If you're human, you could read tarot. I'm convinced dogs could also do this. We'll get back to that later. Um, We'll get Rue in here and see see what she could do. (laughs) We'll let her pull some cards. (laughs) We might not like what she has to say yeah, right. when she learns to talk. Um, but, like, the fact that your tarot deck mm. is about literally presenting yeah. not a mirror like we see it. Sure. Like, when we stand in front of a mirror, especially in recovering from an eating disorder, mm. like that BDD, that body dysmorphia, yeah. like, to have tarot be reflected in a body positivity mm. deck as a more spiritual mirror into your more intuitive and healthy mm. self. What a fucking brilliant idea. <sighs> That you, Thank Sarah's you. had. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're we're very excited. I mean, it's just been, yeah. It was such a it was such an important tool for me, and I really also wanted to have. And there are 
amazing decks out there that yep. do show true body diversity. And these, um, you know, maybe you can share some images on your Instagram mm-hmm. page too. I absolutely um, will. And you'll link to us and stuff. But, you know, or it's a, it's an illustri- it's an illustrated deck. Um, but we really worked on having some body diversity in there. There's mm-hmm. there's large bodies. There's, you see, like, belly folds, you know. There's there's amputations. There You know, there's, like, we really wanted to show... Um, a variety of body experiences. So you were so sweet and you gifted me a sa- yes. one of the sample decks. Yes. Can you tell them what you told me about why this is like one of the original sample decks? Like, because oh. <laughs> I just think that's so beautiful. Okay, so, so, so shout out to, to my co-creator, Sarah, because so she, I was, I was like, okay, so this deck is really, I was like, this deck is, physically thinner because it's just like I said we just need to look at the colors and I was like and the people are thinner I told her to make everybody fatter beautiful (laughs) Beautiful. because I was like we got to get some fatter people and we probably could continue we could definitely continue to make people fatter as well Mm -hmm. but we wanted to show some fat bodies on there and there are some fat bodies in there perfect so makes me so happy it is a it is a Mm -hmm. beautiful deck and I and I love that and I love that you advocated for it yeah first and foremost like you're like it's very hard I think for artists to take their work and like Mm-hmm. Um, as something that they're creating and be like and see like when something needs improved in that way yeah and it just shows that like you oh, weren't yeah. it's not an ego project it's uh oh no oh no she did a great i mean and you'll see like these these illustrations are are beautiful. gorgeous they're gorgeous beautiful and we were really intentional about the the colors and um there's like herbs and plant medicine within a lot of the cards i mean it's um we put a lot of thought into it like a lot, a lot of thought. A lot of thought. Um, there's a you wrote the guidebook for this. Yeah, so I wrote the guidebook, and I also recorded meditations for each of the major arcanas. Yes, so. and our collective reading is a major arcana, and we'll get to mm-hmm. that at the end. And we're going to compare both of the cards to that and talk mm-hmm. about it. And then we're also going to put a meditation you've done for yeah. the death card. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> at the end of this, yeah. at the end of the episode, and it's mm-hmm. going to be absolutely beautiful. Um. <laughs> I also want to, I want to tap in for a second and I want to talk about when you were writing this guidebook, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of like the meat in teaching people about tarot is yeah. about creating a guidebook that doesn't incite fear and anxiety. And especially when you tie that tarot deck in with body, mm-hmm. you know, eating disorders or diet yeah. culture or stuff like that. So talk to me about the process of writing yeah. that guidebook. Sure. So, I mean, I've been, so I've been doing this work. I call it body connection work. Beautiful. Body acceptance can sometimes feel like a really tall order for a lot of people. Yeah. And I mean, body neutrality is also, I love body neutrality mm-hmm. as well. Body positivity also a very tall order for people and also has gotten really co-opted. It's by... like very like toxic positivity, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't love it. So yeah. I love to say body connection, right? How can we connect to our bodies? I love that. So, I, so I'm, a, I'm a yoga therapist and a body worker. And so I work um, individual with people mostly and actually work at three di- in three different, with three different populations of people. Mm-hmm. So one population, I work at a um, neurotherapy clinic in Brentwood, um, Tennessee, shout out neurotherapy Nashville. And so we've got Ooh. occupational therapists, we've got uh, physical therapists, speech therapists, and then I do yoga therapy and body work. We mostly have stroke survivors, people with wow. neurological conditions. So a lot of the work that I'm doing there, like, so this deck can definitely be perceived for people with eating disorders, but it's really just people who are disconnected from, from their, their bodies. bodies. And so for people who have survived strokes or are just in immense pain, which is a lot of the people that I work with, yeah, it's, there's a lot of tools in here to help you to relate to your body in a kind way. Yeah, It's so easy, especially when we're, when we're in pain, pain or if we have any sort of chronic condition, I'm, I'm a type 1 diabetic, you know, to be mad at our bodies. like, And that's valid, too. Like, furious. Yeah. I have endometriosis and, wow. like, yeah, just like yeah. 
there like you do you get to a point where there are times when you just like why can my body not yeah. fucking work. Do the thing that they're Why supposed to do. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And here's the thing is like, it's so easy to fall into this like anger. And again, and resentment. That, yeah. Yes. And it's valid because it is frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating than your body. And it feels personal because we live in our bodies. Yes. And you can't escape it. You can't escape it. And so, so much of what this is kind of sort of shifting the lens around that. You don't have to love your body. Yeah. But, like, how can you have a relationship with your body that's kind, right? Mm-hmm. I often um, relate this to, like, okay, so you have a dog. I have a dog. You know, <laughs> yes. we love our dogs. <laughs> and sometimes they, like, eat things they're not supposed to eat or mm-hmm. they shit on the floor or, you know what I mean? Like, yep. they act in ways that we don't love. Yeah. But we still love them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and that, and can we have that same, extend that same kindness towards our bodies? Because our bodies, mm-hmm. we are not our bodies. We live in our bodies. Yeah. They are living beings and they're going to act in the way that they're going to act. And mm-hmm. I think there's this like illusion of control that we have control over bodies when we really don't. Yeah. And if you have a chronic condition or if you've like survived some sort of like medical event, that's very clear. Right. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, I actually don't have control over. Yeah. Not really. You no. know, you just kind of live in it and it and it can feel it's a very like trapped yeah. inside type of feeling yeah. where like. Yeah. And a lot of people because of society, patriarchal, systemic, whatever, it's a lot of it is ignore your pain, push it down, be mm-hmm. productive despite it. So you're like mm-hmm. not even just on a personal level, like you're in pain, like yeah. societally, you don't yeah. have the space and grace. Yeah. Yeah. And so this this so my hope, my my hope and wish and goal for this stack is that for folks and honestly, this could literally be anybody. Right. Because it's like we all have bodies and (laughs) (laughs) one of our listeners is just a brain in a lab. How dare you? This person is just a ghost. Shout out to the ghost listeners. Uh, Would you probably do that? Oh, my God. I hope that I do. I hope that 80% so of the ghost, people... you remember having a body, you know? <laughs> and if you don't, then this deck is for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we all have bodies. We're all going to have these experiences around our bodies. My wish is that, like, folks can use this deck as a tool. They could pull a card, read the the my interpretation of the card and there's always an affirmation attached to every single card and then that can just give them a little bit of insight and hope and and I have found so much healing in just ritual of like I do like it's uh, me pulling a card every day is linked to my daily meditation and it's just like I'm telling like so I sit I have this like cushion in my room I like sit I pull a card right and it doesn't have to be this whole thing it like the whole thing takes 15 minutes right I sit down I pull the card and it's like my body like then since I've been doing it for so long like kind of goes into this like calm state yeah right it's like my nervous system just relaxes a little bit it's like you've pavlobbed your body into into calmness (laughs) (laughs) and then I'll like do and sometimes and and sometimes it's calm sometimes it's like if, if things are happening for me, yeah. I'm feeling, and then I pull a card, and that's the thing that activates my crying that needed to yeah. happen, or activates my like screaming that needed to happen, yeah. or whatever. Oh, I love you that. You know, or laughing. Yes. I mean, so many times I pull a card, and I'm like, no. And then I pull another card, and it's like a similar meaning to the first card, and I just start laughing. I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. got it. Heard, heard. You know, thank like, you. Yeah. Thank you, Tara. That for- <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, no, I-, I love that. And I love that, like, I love so much that, like, even, like, the acknowledgement and, like, the use of this deck, too, like, feeling our bodies, feeling our feelings, like, straying yeah. away. Like, I feel like there is so much, especially in the spiritual community, this emphasis on, like, toxic positivity mm-hmm. where, like, I, mm-hmm. I think people with chronic illnesses, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, that's really hard. Because yeah. in toxic positivity, there's this idea that you manifest your pain. Mm-hmm. If you think negative thoughts mm-hmm. or you're sad mm-hmm. or something like it's that. It's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah, it's and not your fault. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Like, you cannot yeah. manifest your way into illness or sickness. Mm-mm. You're... It's like not 
that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, I love the yeah. idea of you using a deck like this or using a practice like this mm-hmm. to connect into your body and allowing yourself to feel feelings. Like, today mm-hmm. I am angry about this. How mm-hmm. can I connect with that anger and make it productive? Mm-hmm. Today I'm sad about this. How can I make that sadness cathartic and productive? Exactly. Um, and the same with happiness yeah. And, yeah. and laughter all together. Sure. Beautiful. All of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this thing, too, and I even, I think I even, yeah, it is also part of the guidebook because I talk about how this is a it, the deck is called be with your body yes. but so much of it is also about just like there's it not all of the cards are about your body <laughs> because it's like about it's kind of like the river you know the streams into the same river yeah. right because often when we are disconnected from our bodies that also makes us disconnected from our intuition and yes. our emotions or whatever and it's like where what can you pull in yeah. And then it's like that, then other things get aligned. Does no, that make sense? No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And that is the reason that when we are looking at the, like, just moving through the tarot, that's why we go to magician before high priestess, mm, because you right. have to be anchored into your physical body and learn how to use that body before you can access that intuition. That's it. And if you are feeling frantic or off kilter or not at home in your body, then reading tarot with that more like unbiased or calm lens that you need to be able to interpret for yourself, yeah. it's going to be a lot harder, which is why, like, Eating, eating food, being full, mm. having, drinking enough water, feeling comfortable wherever you do. If your comfort place is not sitting at an altar pulling tarot cross-legged on the floor, <laughs> don't read tarot there. Yeah, yeah, if you're, yeah, if, yeah. Pull them at your kitchen counter. Pull them at your kitchen counter. Yeah. Pull them in bed. I pull tarot from my bed all of the time. Yeah. In mm-hmm. fact, I record most episodes of my podcast in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> There you go. Um, well, what's your Pisces? Pisces rising? I'm a Pisces moon. Yeah, that's it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> my Leo said, I'm a Pisces moon. You're like, you will do everything from your bed and you will be wrapped in a towel. Yeah. Thank you. Literally, one of my best friends is a Pisces sun and we she calls it towel time. And that's what it's like. <laughs> I didn't realize this was an aspect of the Pisces nature, but I relate to it really hard. I, I perceive it this way. And it's just always so funny. Like, we... We basically lived together for many, many years, and yeah, she would. She was like, "I need a solid like thirty minutes post shower to just be in a towel in her bed, reading phone, whatever." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, I. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that mm-hmm. is literally my That's every right. Tuesday and Thursday night. If I don't have a tarot reading, you will find me post shower in my bed. <laughs> With my on TikTok or with my book, (laughs) towel time. Yeah, which is funny. I'm pulling it back to tarot. You know that Pisces is connected to the moon card. Yep. Right, and this is like okay. So how can I like kind of sit with this space, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Because the moon is about like the unknown. Yeah. You know, it's like there doesn't need to be structure. There doesn't need to be. You don't even need to know what's going to happen next. No. How can you just like have this like? I mean, I think it's honestly. I wish I had towel time. My little, like, <laughs> Libra sun, Libra rising is like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do yep. this. I, wanna... I can always, like, fill time very easily to a fault. <laughs> so I can also fill time easily to a fault, but yeah. most of that time is towel time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Most of that is me sitting down. Um, but, yeah, so, like, feeling yeah. comfortable in your body. Like, where, if you are pulling cards from a place of being your most comfortable, feeling your mm. most you, that is when you're going to get your most accurate reading. Like, mm-hmm. you can literally... Anybody can read tarot from anywhere doing anything as long as you are doing it from a place of of you, like Mm -hmm. not being afraid of yourself. You can pull tarot. And I say that you can pull tarot for comfort. I pull tarot from a state of frantic, franticness all of the time. But um, I make sure that when I'm doing it, I'm I'm at least somewhere comfortable. I have something Mm -hmm. next to me that I love, whether that's one of my pets or my towel or, you know, (laughs) or my husband or something like that. Like that's going to be when you get your 
your mm-hmm. best, most intuitive self. And it is all because of being grounded yeah. into your body. Exactly, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like all these streams lead into the same river. It's like, yes. you know, it's and, and that's, that's what's so beautiful about it is like by starting. And sometimes it's just like, just start, right? Yeah. Just by like starting a little practice, starting a little ritual mm-hmm. around. Yeah, again, pulling literally, you know, let's say you keep a, I often do. I mean, I, I literally have three decks in my bag at this moment. <laughs> So, yeah, two of do. them are this deck, but two you know, of them are this exact deck. <laughs> but you know, like I often I keep decks with me, and I pull cards in my car. Yeah. I pull, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not when I'm driving. I would please drive safely. But you know, like I've, I've definitely, literally, literally this past week, my friend called me was like having a, a rough time. I literally pulled into this parking lot, and then this person thought that I was someone that he was waiting for. Oh no! And he like pulled up and like an unrolls, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, um, can I help you? And he was like, oh, are you? I'm looking for whatever Nancy or whatever, and I was like, "No, please go." <laughs> I didn't know, Nancy, but I, yeah, Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Nope." And then I was like, rolled up my window, and then I was like, "Look, I was like on the phone with my friend, but I pulled over and I pulled some cards mm-hmm. for her." And anyway, um, I hope that they found each other. I I hope that Nancy and Craig from Craigslist and <laughs> Craig from Craigslist. Craig's from Craigslist. <laughs> what is happening to me? I've lost. I've lost the plot. Um, no, I love that pulling yeah. tarot. I pull tarot in my car yeah. all the time. Um, I do it. I also have like an app on my phone. I don't read the mm-hmm. meanings of it, but I have an app on my phone yeah. that oh, I'll I pull tarot. Is it the yellow one? Yeah, sure, fucking is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, fucking is. Why read this in person? Um, yeah, I, I also do that too. So I, and I do that especially like that's my laziness. Like I'll wake up and I'm like yep. my deck is so far away. It's yep. across the room, and I like <laughs> I just like pull it. I'm like let's just have a check. Let's just see. And then it's, I'm like okay. It's my anxious response too. Yeah. And actually, I have formed a like a practice with tarot where I connect it to like my body where it is mm-hmm. a calming thing where if I'm feeling very anxious I can pull it. now the thing I've learned about myself is I don't try to interpret the cards when sure. I'm in a state of anxiety because mm-hmm. it's not gonna it's not gonna work well they'll be all reversed anyway sure will be yeah um but you know like I'll pull cards when I'm anxious mm-hmm. and like it's kind of like okay like these cards are here for me when I have calmed down to come back to them oh my goodness like I did a whole actually there's a whole section in my deck about reversals because I have, like, I've Talk had a me. journey around reversals. Talk, so okay. reversals are one of my favorite things yeah. to teach. Talk to me. Yes. Okay, so when I first started reading, I was also, and it's, it still exists, highly anxious, too. Yeah. And so I would get a lot of reversals, and I would think, and this is so much of my own, like, for me, my eating disorder was an expression of just my own self-loathing, basically, uh-huh. you know? classic but so i would just assume that i was like doing it wrong or there was something wrong right that it was bad to have reversals so for there was a time when mm-hmm. i just like wouldn't read reversals like i would i would just pull it flip it up right and just yeah. be like let me see actually Valid. how would i do this let me read you my section i've got it right here <gasps> okay let me just read I'll, it to you and then we can talk about you're it you're gonna read it like a like slam poetry no i'm yes. just kidding you <laughs> <laughs> i'll snap for you as you go perfect perfect okay let's see we have Many folks have different experiences with reversals or when the card presents upside down. Some people feel that reversals are, quote, bad or mean and that there is or and that mean that there is stuck energy. First, please know that there aren't any bad cards or bad placements in tarot, especially not in this deck. There are only opportunities for growth and space for change. Tarot can relate to astrology in this way. For those who follow astrology, you may hear about planets going retrograde. Mm. More specifically, we often hear about and sometimes fear Mercury going retrograde. Reversals and retrogrades are very similar. There are opportunities to revisit, reassess. <laughs> are, are we best friends now? <laughs> I literally, when I write reversals, I write RX the card. Like, oh, literally retrograde oh the card. Oh, my God. That's genius. That's genius. That's so funny. Okay. Um, there are opportunities to revisit, reassess, renew, and recharge. The cards are telling you to slow down and assess what is in front of you. 
It is also important to note that when a reversal shows up, the possibility of the upright is also available. So feel into all the energies of the card and see what honestly fits best for you in your current situation. In multiple card spreads... Okay, so... And so like a in a like what I mean, like a Celtic cross. Yes. You know, multiple card spreads. If there are a few if there are a few reversals, I often go back to the first reversal that I laid down and see what it would feel like to put them all upright. And so it's kind of like a domino effect. Right. Yeah. So it's like if there's a bunch, like I'll be like, what would it be like to have this first one be upright? And then it often like gives a whole new perspective on the whole reading. Often that is the key for unlocking the other reversals. And I flip them sequentially like dominoes. Growth isn't linear, so often we might need to prune, trim, and tend to flowers to help them grow. People who need this work often have a perfectionist perfectionism tendency. Reversals often feel like a failure. Allow the process to be what it is, reversals, reversals and all. Alternatively, some people believe that the reversals are the, simply the upright energy but meant for the signifier's inner world. For example, some people might read the sun reverse as the joy radiating from the inside of the signifier. And this is the... If this feels true for you, go with go for it. Also, if you do not want to read reversals at all and read only uprights and see what that feels like, do that. Um, sometimes we are also averse to, quote, bad news and that we don't want to look at. Tarot is about mm-hmm. energy and trusting intuition. Use this practice to grow and trust within yourself. Yes. What an eloquent way to say how I teach it, which is I'll tell you because it's the same yeah. thing. You're yeah. going to laugh when I tell you. Yeah. I always tell people, think of all of the cards like chicken. <laughs> all of them are chicken. Yeah. They're all... frozen chicken breast Mm -hmm. reversals are just different ways to make the chicken it's not an opposite of or or a no or you're doing this bad it's literally just hey there's a detail on this card that i want you to take an extra look at it's up you intuitively can kind of discern what that is sometimes it means yes more of this sometimes Mm -hmm. it's hey this but a little extra over here or sometimes it means for me like hey um there's like a detail on this card I would like you to take very literally. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally just like a different spot. Mm-hmm. It's like Cajun chicken or black and chicken right. or grilled chicken, you know. So yeah, oh, that's 100%. How, so, but yours is way more eloquent. I love that. <laughs> well, I also like sat down and like wrote it you know, yeah. and, and had it edited and all that. But yeah, it's, um, I always see it too as, um, you know, sometimes a reversal of one card can be the similar to an upright meaning of a different card. Yeah, yeah. And, but the energy is different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like it's meant to be this specific card for whatever reason. There is a game. I don't know if you've played it. I've talked about it on the mm-hmm. podcast before. So somebody on this podcast is like, we get it, Jacqueline, with the Mysterium. Have you ever played Mysterium? <gasps> oh, my God. Shut. Shut up. <laughs> shut your mouth. Literally, we just, <laughs> we just found this game. And I'm like, this is my game. This I'm is obsessed. the best game. Thank you. Okay, I actually just bought the park version of it. Okay, because there's like um, it's called Mysterium Park, and so it's like the it's like a it's like a creepy like um, uh, circus yes. version of it. Oh my god, yes. Okay, so <laughs> okay, well, we're best all right. Friends. So we're the, yeah, we're, so we're best friends now. <laughs> so we're best friends. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna play Mysterium together. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. It's so I crazy. Love this game, and yeah. I love the I love the like. So it is like you. Yeah. The whole point of this game is that one player is the ghost. Yeah. it's like the person who's mm-hmm. like kicked it. And they have a deck of like, it's probably like a hundred something cards. Mm -hmm. And your job is to give these cards. They're all set cards. They do not change. But your job as the ghost is to look through Mm -hmm. all of these cards with the set images and give the other people clues as to how you kicked it or who Who, killed you or how. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But you have these cards do not change. They are the same cards. You have to give it to people and hope that they can pick up. On what the you're putting down, that you're trying, yeah, and that is tarot. Yeah, like that is what a reversal is. I it's know. it's it's 
it's that person in Mysterium giving you that card, but like winking to you yeah, as yeah, they yeah, hand it to you, yeah, like yeah, yeah. think a little deeper. You yeah, know yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know exactly. me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is that. I love that you play Mysterium. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's because <laughs> I like a lot of games, like competitive games, like freak me out. I just can't yeah. with them. But this is like my favorite kind of game because it's like collaborative. You ha- yeah, it's collaborative. Yeah, everyone's working together, and then the person who's the ghost, it's like they're giving you specific cards because like mm-hmm. you know them, and they're like you're gonna see like mm-hmm. the shape, or you're gonna see the content, or the color. Or what yes. do you know what I mean? You can interpret it in a million different ways. And yes. it's just like, I love it so much. Oh, my God. Literally, I'm having a stepbrother's moment. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> okay, so now you know we need to do like a little double date night. No, no. Y'all just need to come over for dinner. Yes. And then bring Our Evie. Yes, good play. play. And then we can play Mysterium. Yes. Okay, I'm done. Honestly, you guys are literally listening to us become best friends real time. <laughs> We have sent six emails to each it's other really, before this. It's, it's amazing. Lot. It's a lot. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's so perfect. Oh my God, I'm so happy right now. Okay. So what I want to do, yes. one, I want to acknowledge the fact that I love that you talk about reversals like retrogrades. Yes. Because I, I as I said, like I write all of my, re- mm-hmm. I have to, when I'm sending off audio tarot stuff, I have to change all of my RXs to RVs so that people will right. know what it means. Otherwise they will be like, this is a prescription for what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But no, I, I love that because it is, it's just like, you're it's just like you're moving through that energy differently than you normally would it's not bad it's not yeah opposite of it's just you're moving through it in a different way mm. than you normally would move through this energy so how do you yeah co- comprehend that and like you said it's totally valid to not read with reversals i have yeah. people who are like i'm not ready to tackle reversals totally yet. fine totally it's, fine but a secret like reading up right you're still reading for reversals yeah you're you're still reading for reversals yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It's part of it. It's, it's all. Part I of mean, it. it's all part. And this is the thing too. Tarot is about um, cycles, yes. and it's about seeing things from all perspectives. Yes. And so it's actually like learning a card and learning all aspects of the card mm-hmm. is like it's it's so also again relating it to astrology. I'm also an astrologer, and my teacher would always talk about how like the polar sign mm-hmm. and like kind of to be soul centered within your chart would be to like experience your like whatever let's say it's the sun right like your sun mm-hmm. and then the opposite sign of that and then like kind of pull them both together yeah because there's always an opposite so like I'm, I'm a Libra sun so it's like can I feel and so Libras are all about like like collaboration and like bringing things together and balance but then like yeah. Aries which is the opposite of Libra is about the self yes right so instead of like being codependent this is me watering it down but like instead of me like being codependent like can I like put myself first yeah Right. And yes. then so it's like by feeling into the Aries energy, I'm like actually getting the souls. So it's like to, you have to kind of go as above, so as below. Yes. Yeah. As above, so below. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you. I know, right. <laughs> um, so yes. what I want to do, like going from here with yeah. your deck is I want to talk about. So we have covered the Knight of Swords on this podcast mm-hmm. before, but I want to talk about the Knight of Swords with your deck. Yes. I want to talk about. I'm going to read you the. Yeah, interpretation of it. Read me that, and yeah. I and I want you to talk to me about how you would interpret this in a reading in the way that this tarot deck is meant to be used. Because mm-hmm. I want to talk about the symbols on each card and break it down and yes. get into the meat of, yes. um, oh the yeah, Sarah Squared's yes. beautiful. <laughs> That's actually so. It's actually funny. Our business account is called Sun Squared because uh-huh. we. She's a Capricorn. I'm a. I'm a Libra, which yeah. is, um, which I know I've said like a million times, but our, so our which signs Which is a very are, Libra thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we, we, we do love ourselves. Um, that's as being said by a Leo sun. Um, <laughs> and a Libra rising. <laughs> yeah. And a Libra rising. Uh, but yeah, so like our sun signs are squared to each other, but also yeah. Sarah Jane, Sarah, Sarah you know. Sarah yes. Jane, it was kind of our, our double. So first I just want to talk about our suits. Yes, please. Oh, yes, yeah. please. I was going to have you do that too. Yeah, yeah. So our suits are connected to the body. 
So instead of pentacles, we have feet, and we relate that to, I mean, it's an earth sign, right? So mm-hmm. it's like closest to the earth. And I also kind of relate to these to the chakras a little bit. Yep. So it's like root chakra, um, so family foundation, body, like literally yes. your physical body. That And that suit specifically is really about the body. Yep. Right? You know, that's how I teach pentacles in general, right? Like that it's more body yeah. related than yeah. finance or business or career. Right. The money part, it's like, well, because it's, it's like a all, facet. It's all related. Yes. Right. And it's because yeah. it's, it's security, really. It's like, can yes. you feel like it's, safe? It's synthesizing yeah. and bringing all of the information from the previous suits out into your physical That's world, it. physical manifestation of it. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Ah! So good. Okay. And then the, um, the cups, we have his hips because it's related to the water. Yeah. It's the water element. So it's like relational, right? It's emotional. And so if you're familiar with the chakra system, it would be like the sacral chakra, Mm -hmm. which is, which is, uh, which is basically about relationships, intimacy and creativity. Yes. So, and then the next one would be wands, which we do as hands. So it's a fire element. So it's like, yes. (laughs) Is it so it's the it's like it's our drive and it's like how we do things. It's your spirit fingers. That's right. <laughs> oh my god. Actually you should look at here. We should pull up the um Oh yes. The ace. Let me see. Look at and actually yours are in order, so you could probably find it faster than I could. Huh, they were in order. Yeah. Well <laughs> so Oh no yeah. wait, they still might they be. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. So look up ace, look up the ace of hands. I think the hands might be the last suit. So the ace would be at the front. I think we did ace at the front. Beep, 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 beep. Night. Six of hands. Wait, I'm getting there, you guys. Yeah, yeah, we're getting close. So the ace of hands is actually one of my favorite Found illustrations oh, that it's Sarah so beautiful. did. Yeah, um, and I believe it's yeah patchouli is the we have in the, with the hand element. This is actually perfect timing. The hands we have. Um, uh, we have like we related an herb to each one of the hands, mm-hmm. and so patchouli is like uh, it's very like healing, but also it like has a lot of potential to it. Yeah. And so like that's the idea. So like there's always like this layer of meaning with the the chosen herb that we did. Yes. Of the hands. No, and I do you want to go ahead and with as you're explaining the suits, yes. which herb is yes. associated with each suit? So yeah, well, and what was like different types of plants? Yes. yes so yes, yes. so with the with the feet, we did um, mushrooms. Yes. And like very like earthy, you know, and then um, hips, we obviously did water plants. So those ones are a little bit more um, not as literal. <laughs> There's like yeah. more like coral, but there's also just kind of like watery looking plants. Yeah. Helps. Um, exactly. And then we were very specific with the hands to have the mm-hmm. herbs because we want it to be like like herbs just have so much potential to them. Yes. Right. And so we wanted to show and you create with them. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And then the eyes, which is our last suit, that's the sword. So yes. it's an air element, right? It's I mean it's actually funny. I was really listening I was just listening to your um Queen of Swords today. Yeah. And you were talking about I think you said this is that like uh, swords is about like how we perceive and how Mm -hmm. we like see things right and so um yeah and so that's basically it's like about about our perception right and it's also it it also can obviously it's about communication and things like that too but we wanted the eyes i remember like and then the um, plant is cactuses yes (laughs) cacti cacti, yes amazing and then the nine of swords is literally like an eye with like cacti which is amazing for like you know, you wake up in the yeah, car, yeah. hands over your eyes, eyes cacti, yeah, poking. Yeah. It just like, ugh, mm-hmm. I could, I could dive into the symbology even I'm seeing without like, I don't oh, have yeah. the guidebook in front of me yeah, either. It's just, like, just so know, yeah. packed full. We it's really, amazing. We put a lot into it. But yeah, so the, um, oops, sorry, I made that weird. Okay. So I'm going to yes. describe the Knight yes. of Swords, the Smith Rider Waite yes, version. Please. Um, and then I want you to talk to me about the symbology, like symbols on your deck, what it mm-hmm. looks like. And then talk to me about when this comes up in a reading with this deck, like mm-hmm. how would you 
talk about this and teach it. And you yeah. have your guidebook mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, the Knight of Swords on the Smith Rider Wait. This is a person. They are on a horse. The horse is running and they are running to the left. Um, and then all of the wind, it's pretty like it looks pretty turbulent and it's coming at them. It's blowing right. So this is a person arm outstretched holding a sword on this horse that looks a little frazzled. <laughs> and they're literally riding, running against the wind. So that is that is the visual of the fastest this card. of all the knights. The fastest, and mm-hmm. ironically, he's going the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it's going a little reverse. Yeah, it's yeah. winds of change. It's mm-hmm. literally like winds of change or fighting change, or mm-hmm. um, it's air and air. Knights are air and swords are air. Yeah. Um, so you're you're really kind of like whipping yourself around with this and 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 trying to like orient yourself as things come at you. But you're the you're the one that's actually moving forward. Like you're mm-hmm. the one on the land that is moving. And a lot of times knights are kind of this, they're a more active part of the tarot. Um, And when we're dealing with swords, we're obviously dealing with communication, written and verbal, how we perceive things, what we think about things. And so this is about our thoughts and about how our thoughts kind of shape our actions and about how that can either, we can, we can make our, we can, um, our thoughts can be kind of like that wind, right? And we can try to fight against them or we can kind of try to calm our thoughts so that the moving and the moving forward yep. is easier for us. So mm-hmm. talk to me about how yeah. you feel about that and yes. I'm gonna so, so the card, the the illustration that we have for this one, we chose different animals for each of the suits. And so for eyes we have owls. Very um, Athena. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well and the wisdom, right? Yes, you the know? Wisdom. And then as we were just talking about the the Queen of Swords. Yes. It's like, you know, it's the wisdom. I love the you talked about the um the butterflies and yeah. I got really reading Rainbow on that one. Yes, yeah, so it was it was great. <laughs> I loved it. So yeah, so this person is riding on an owl and they're like moving through some really tall grass. It's almost like they're like a tiny person, like Yes, flying on a Thumbelina. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. I love you know what's so funny? Like the more we like get into the like, I mean, the, the illustrations are done. We're at the printers. Like mm-hmm. this is happening, but it's so funny because there's like continues to be layers. So mm-hmm. uh, like so in there's an animal. Like I said, there's an animal within each of the suits. In the pentacles, it's um, rabbits. Yes, and I actually talk about. I didn't even mean to do this, but I was talking about Alice in Wonderland as the. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I did the um the page page of pentacles of just like oh like what are you going to explore blah 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 yeah. blah. And it's just funny because I was like oh and there's a rabbit on and it. there's like, a rabbit yeah. <laughs> like I didn't even mean to do that. This is what happened. It's just like your brain like yeah, that's how just, like archetypes work in yeah. our brains. It's amazing. It just it just syncs up. Yes. So, I'm going to read this because I think you're going to I think you're going to think it's funny Um, because it's basically what you just said. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like sitting there like nodding like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, So it's like, I wrote this down so you didn't have to say it. (laughs) No, no, no. It's so perfect. So um, the like, so there's a bold, you know, so if you want to just like quickly look it up, these are like kind of the just like the the quick version of it. So action oriented, quick movement, abundance of ideas. So this is the upright. A bright night of eyes shows that you are using your quick thinking and observation to get things done. You are focused on getting something accomplished and no one can stop you. Ideas might be pouring from you, ready to share. Write or record what is coming up, knowing that not all ideas will stick. This is the fastest moving night, which means that there is energy, but not always discernment behind the thoughts and mm-hmm. ideas. This energy often shows up when someone feels really excited about their experiences of, or healing. Not everyone will be ready to hear or receive where you are in your journey. Mm-hmm. Remember to use discernment about what to share, when, and to whom. In Buddhism, wise speech 
should be true, kind, timely, and necessary. Mm-hmm. Check in with these guidelines before sharing these ideas with others. So okay. specifically relating to healing, you know, as people get really excited about like their body connection work, they mm-hmm. want to be like, yeah, okay, Thanksgiving is coming up, or I guess it just happened in the yeah. future of when this is, you know, <laughs> but, you know, and it's like, you know, your aunt's like, well, I'm on this diet. And you're like, well, let me tell you, you know, yeah. and it's just like, okay, that is sweet and important because you might be like someone else in the room might be hearing that and being like, oh, maybe I need to know that, like, yeah, we don't mm-hmm. need to be dieting. But also, like, when is it appropriate? Is it Well, necessary? and it's also self-protective, too, right? Yeah. Because if you offer your opinion on something, you also, like, might open yourself up to unnecessary comments mm-hmm. as well. And if you're not in a place in your own healing yeah. journey, like, you may not want to open yeah. yourself up to that. Right. Like, yeah. And if someone is like, well, what about this? And you're like, oh, I don't, you know, it's like if you yeah. haven't gotten to that place where, you know, you know, it's like this person yes. is excited and they want to share, mm-hmm. but they don't always have the like skills, you know, or discernment, mm-hmm. right. To really yeah. share that. Um, I'm going to read reversal really quick yes, if please. that's cool. So the reversal is mental block or mental fog. So reverse when reverse, the night of eyes tells you that you have all the energy and ideas, but are having difficulty harnessing or holding on to these thoughts. You may feel like a toddler chasing after bubbles only to have them pop when you reach for them. This is a time to steady your breath and allow for ideas to flow through you when the time is right. And there's an affirmation with every card. The affirmation yes. for this is, I steady my body so my mind can move freely. I love that. So it's so the idea is behind having all the affirmations. If you were to like pull three cards, you could read each affirmation yes. as like a whole thing. An affirmation is a really good way. I give people like little sayings, like with the 10 of wands, the mm-hmm. affirmation I give is like to remember this card, like it's I'm capable. I'm capable mm-hmm. of more. I'm stronger than I think that I am. Like oh, I am capable. So affirmations are a really great way to rather than looking up meanings for something, the affirmation is a really good way to kind of be a starting point of, OK, how am I strong and capable um, how am I able to do this? Like, how am I wise? Yeah. How am I this? Yeah. And like, it can open that up for you. One of the things I want to point out, um, like just like symbolically about this card. Sure. So I'm as a reader, like I look at different decks and the, the way that, a the, the way that an artist depicts something on a deck will mm-hmm. kind of change how I read the card according to that deck. And especially this sure. deck, cause it's with yeah. body mm-hmm. and all that. This person is on this owl and they are holding the wings of the owl, mm-hmm. which I think is beautiful. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know um, if you meant to do this or not, but to me, like when I'm seeing this, if I were to read it for myself or for somebody else, it's you are so much more in control of your mm-hmm. thoughts and your journey <laughs> than you think that you are. You have so much more control. Yeah. And the thing about eating, specifically eating yeah. disorders is it's, or any kind of disordered mm-hmm. you know, mentality in sure. regards to food is that it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. It's either lack of control or gaining mm-hmm. obsession about control obsession yeah, about control sure. and the fact here that this person has their hands mm-hmm. on these wings they're flapping the bird mm-hmm. they could steer it they could steer this mm-hmm. bird yes mm-hmm. i just think that's so lovely yeah, what a yeah. lovely detail it's like you could guide your thoughts yeah you know it's like we can't always control them but like where where could we guide it to go yes yeah which meets so much of this here in the original car too is this mm-hmm. night is running against the wind mm-hmm. like this this that emphasis on like you can control yeah which direction things are moving <laughs> oh it's so great i thank you i'm obsessed with this deck Yay, i think it's so great and most people on here if they've listened if you've listened to enough episodes this is a, if this is the first episode you've listened to hi um <laughs> welcome um but most people who've listened to this for a long time i've talked about like just like my recovery with eating mm-hmm. disorder i've been in recovery well since 2015 yeah but I've had that was the same year I was a recovery. Yeah, because I'm fairly certain we're the same, same person, person. <laughs> at this point. It's a little weird. It's a little, it's a little weird. weird. Yeah. Um, like, but since I was eight, I've struggled mm, with this, and a lot yeah. of it is like it's nature versus nurture. Sure. Like how much of it is like it was raised into me, and how yeah. much of it is I was always meant 
I was always going to struggle with this kind of thing. But, you know, using tarot, using a deck like this specifically for um, working through that mental process, Mm -hmm. it's revolutionary. It's truly revolutionary. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, my, again, my, my goal for the world. So this is funny not to bring astrology into it. How, when, what year were you born? I was born in 1993. Okay. So this would apply to you too. I'm pretty sure. So, um, the, a lot of people in our generation have Neptune in Capricorn. Yes. So Neptune is about, um, well, it's connected to Pisces. So it is kind of like, it's a place that we need to find more boundaries often, (laughs) you know, and it's kind of like, where's the structure. And it's also about like spirituality and religion and, Mm -hmm. um, and having it be in Capricorn, which is a earth sign. It's a cardinal earth sign. So it's connected to our bodies. And, um, Neptune also can show where people might have addiction. And so it's really interesting to me that for a lot of millennials, um, we have eating disorders. And a lot of that, even based on our generation, it's the stuff yeah. that like in the magazines. Yes. Like, oh yeah, it was just everywhere. Sheet. Yeah. Oh God, I mean, it was just everywhere. Yeah. It was every. it was, honestly, I don't know anyone that's a millennial that like, if, I think I might know one person that like is not like totally been debilitated by eating yeah. disorder. You know what I mean? Which is like yeah. sad. It's just like, I it mean, is. it's just part of our, it was part of our experience growing up. It's, especially in like, if you were in like a, in a, you know, femme presenting body, yeah. like the emphasis on w- thinness thinness mm-hmm. or your butt needing to be a certain mm-hmm. size like you cannot yeah you can't you Mm-mm. cannot meet it in any capacity and you know it's it's so interesting i recently just went through postpartum mm-hmm. like i my mm-hmm. child is almost two it, it's not recent okay but i <laughs> hey you know the last what two years <laughs> <laughs> it takes a minute it takes a minute it, it takes a minute it and a minute. i like it is a getting pregnant i knew yeah. when i got pregnant i knew this i was going be- to struggle mm-hmm with mm-hmm. my body changing so quickly. And surprisingly, it was not the being pregnant that I really struggled with. It was the postpartum. Mm-hmm. It was so hard yep. seeing your body become a wholly new thing. And mm-hmm. it's only been recently that I've recently started to be like, you know what? Like I, I'm finding like you find that appreciation mm-hmm. for the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, of course, like coming out of that postpartum cloud, it takes about a year really Easy. to come out of that. Throw a pandemic Easy. into there might take, a little... <laughs> oh, might take have... a little longer. Lord yeah, have yeah. mercy. Yeah. I mean, also yeah. like these pandemic childlers, like. Yeah. It's just a whole. Well, so I mean, not to get to, I, this is a tarot podcast. We don't need to talk about astrology the whole time, but. Well, no, I will talk to me about so that. So it's really interesting. So, so my child was born in 2019. Yes. Um, a lot. There is a conjunction of Saturn and the South Node. So the South Node is like the energy that um, our souls have like brought into this life. Yes. So it started in 2019. And I think it probably your daughter was also probably born into it. I think it's just now. She's 2021. Right. So it may have like just like the conjunction would probably be like a little bit looser. Okay. Conjunction is um, zero to some astrologers would say three degrees. I say okay. I, I consider up to five degrees to be a conjunction, which means that these two planets, even though the um uh, South Node isn't a planet; it's an asteroid. But it's, these two like aspects are, you know, are, are basically on top of each other from yeah. the Earth's perspective. And so Saturn is how we learn hard lessons; it's yeah. our boundaries, right? And so a lot of so it's actually that's why one of the reasons that a lot of astrologers kind of knew that something was coming up mm-hmm. because it's like there's this like collective energy pulling into boundaries basically and things like like things shifting and shaking up yeah so a lot of these kids that are being born into it their perception of the world is just going to be so different than ours 
that kid, my daughter, yeah. call her that kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, she has a stellium, five planet stellium in Aquarius. Like, bless, bless it. Bless. Yeah. <laughs> bless you. Bless me. <laughs> you can send me a what priest house, for an exorcism. Is, what house is it? Um, I don't actually know. My husband would know. What, what, what time was she born? She's born at 8-11, February 1st. A.M.? Yep. Oh, so it's probably in her first house. Okay. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably because it, that's right around sunrise. So yeah. it's like if someone is born in sunrise and their sun sign and their rising will be the same. Okay. And then it kind of shifts from there. Yeah. She's, so it's probably first, if not second. But if, I'm, I'm guessing if it's a stellium, it's probably in the first house. Her, I I will believe you. I, I so, I like yes. wanted my husband to like, I know enough about astrology. Yeah, to be in trouble. To be harm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to do harm. And not enough to do good. <laughs> this is the problem. She gave in here. Yeah. Her big three is her, she's got a sun in Aquarius. Yeah. She is a Pisces rising. Oh, and then she's, she's a Libra moon. Okay, so then it's probably, so then it would be in her 12th house. She is... If you were to look up the definition of an actual human firecracker, it would be my kid. <laughs> like, so wait, what are the other planets? So she's got her son. What else, What are the other stellium? Oh, you probably. Wait. I don't know. We'll get him. My in husband here. knows. We'll it's get fine. him oh, in yeah, here. Yeah. I'll get him to tell we'll, we'll, you. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll look child. at her. We'll look at your chart at her chart over our next game of Mysterium. Yes, I. I'm not even fucking <laughs> I'm not, kidding. I'm not, kidding. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm um, no, so yeah, no. I first off, astrology yeah. is always welcome in this yeah. podcast because. Most it's what's related. Yeah, it's all yeah. related. And I even think like that collective energy yeah. is so important with astrology as well. Well, it's so interesting. So for this guidebook, I read this really awesome book um, called A Cultural History of Tarot by Helen Farley. I'm 99% sure that could okay. be put in this. Anyway, it's a really great book. Basically, it's like she looks at this from a very like, where does tarot come from? You know, it's like, yes. we know it's like Italian Renaissance. Sure. Yeah. But it had kind of existed in its own way before then. It sure did. It's and, depicted in hieroglyphs in ancient Egypt. Well, OK. Can I read you an answer yes, from <laughs> Everyone's going to, like, be dead listening to this podcast. Okay. No, I promise you they won't. So, I, okay, so, um, okay, do, 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 a brief, okay, so brief history, so I'll talk about the history part in a second, but the word tarot, okay, this, I thought this was so interesting. I am very excited. Okay. So, Farley explores how the word tarot has roots in different origins and meanings. Some notice a link between the name Terra from feminine spiritual origins. Mm -hmm. Terra, and that this has two of the, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I don't know what exactly what it's called, but that it's the long line accent under, over the two A's okay. is one of the many forms of the Hindu goddesses of Kali. It is also the same name as the mother goddess of the Mahayana Buddhism. Mm -hmm. The word tarot is also linked to the Egyptian work tarosh, yes. which means the royal way. Yes. Something it something it also comes from the Italian word tarochi, which is yes. what, how they say, you know, yep. tarot, which has ties to the French and so it was French and Italian yep. game of tarot, which is still played today. So Tarotini, it's also very similar to the rules of Pinochle, if you've ever played yes. Pinochle. And so it's like the, they call them trump cards, yes. or the major card. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is why some people wonder if the meaning from the word tarot pulls from other cultures before it reached Europe. Yes. So, and they would even find, I mean, she talks about how, what's interesting about this book, it's a little, no offense, it's a little dry, <laughs> but it's because, it, because it's very like, um, it's very it's like, historical. Yes, yes, it's very like scientific. So it's like, okay, so, Here's some things that might be, it might be this, it might be that, the, the most, like the strongest um, evidence means mm -hmm. it's, we have from this, right? Yes. So it's like, so there, there have been cards that have these like really beautiful illustrated backgrounds from Morocco that mm -hmm. they found, you know, yeah. but it's like, but it wasn't quite exactly right what it mm -hmm. is. Anyway, so it's really interesting. So yeah, so the, but the history too is really interesting because Arthur Waite, he was, yes. yeah, he was like an occult a scholar, yes, you know, mm -hmm. and so he pulled in like astrology was in the roots yeah. of the Smithway deck. Uh, 
Yes, it was. And then Pamela Coleman Smith, who was just like genius. I cannot. All right. <laughs> so my next my next few like big projects for the podcast yeah. are actually doing an episode on the history of tarot. Love it. So doing read the book. All. Read the book. Yes, I'm gonna it's get that. So good. Rachel Pollock's book Tarot Wisdom is also yeah. an incredibly good book. Good. Like yes. history of not just tarot, but she goes into the history of each major arcana card as well mm-hmm. and how it, it has evolved over time. Mm-hmm. And I will sing the praises of Rachel Pollock. Yeah. The ends of the earth as well. Yes. But Pamela Coleman Smith, I mean, Genius. my next big project is just a biography on her. Because yeah. holy fucking shit, this woman. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's sad. I mean, I, I I mentioned it in the book. It's I mean, she was not she was not um appropriately um accredited. Yeah. For any like for not until deck. the centennial version of the deck. And and the impact that her work has had over his. Truly. Over his. I don't even look at the at Yeah. Well, I don't shit. love, I don't, I mean, I don't love his interpretations. No. They're, they're misogynist. One, well, they're misogynist. They're one tune. They're, it's, it's very like they're superficial. S- they're scary. Yeah. They're not like very well yeah. thought through, but her yeah. art. Yeah. But that's where the meaning comes yes, from. Yes, it is. It's, the, it's yeah. the symbols. It's the, um, it's so funny. I have like, um, I have biographies on Pamela Coleman Smith. Yeah. I have like a book of like her explaining like, or explaining like her thought process. Mm-hmm. And then I have the pictorial key to the tarot. I ran oh, away. Oh my god! I need, and it's not. It's fucking what. stupid. It's like <laughs> he's like, "There's a sword in this, and and there's what a sword in what and what, sir? Yeah. Like, no, it's just and not to disrespect him, but like, sure. I mean, obviously, this we wouldn't be here yeah. if it wasn't for that. Yeah. But, so, thank but you. honestly, but, yeah. like the longevity, like the longevity yeah. of these cards is based on her art and just like the her art and the stories that yeah. she's written in general. Like, she's written like children's books they're, oh i have no idea she wrote for magazines yes i'll show you oh some gabriel got me some for oh my birthday my last year they are beautiful Aww. um yeah no i could I, one of my big projects is going to be yeah her biography and yeah, her creation of the cards I just honest yeah. to god yeah she's given honored human. yeah but so i <laughs> literally i'm gonna like no you're don't be sorry this is <laughs> this is my podcast that i could talk to you the people are gonna be listening to like they're going to love yeah. this episode. <laughs> this is for all the people who wish my episodes were longer than 15 to 20 minutes. Um, Special gift. No, it's amazing. This is the best. I want to talk to you about going into the collective mm-hmm. rating. We pulled, and we specifically pulled from the Major Arcana because, Sarah, what gift do you have Yay! for us? So I, I recorded a, um, a five-minute meditation per each of the Majors, and this will come with... So if you pre-order the deck, um, which I'm saying pre-order, we're at... We're, it will, they will be in physical form um, early next year. Are they in there in the pre-order phase right yes. now? Yes. If you send me a yes. link, I'll put it in the show notes Beautiful. of this podcast. So and we have can... a we have a little code that I'll give you, too. I've got yes. a little 10% off for y'all, so if for your listeners. So if yes. they're interested, then they can um, they can definitely use that. Um, but yeah, so I recorded a five-minute meditation per each of the majors um, because I find that's like that. That was also a huge part. That was also the same time when I was really learning tarot. Was I was really my my husband's a meditation teacher. I was really getting into meditation, mm-hmm. and I have found it to be for me such uh, like one of the most impactful tools besides mm-hmm. tarot itself of just like sitting whatever. So um, anyway, so yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna um, give y'all one of the the one for for our death card for death. <laughs> I said we're gonna pull one from the major arcana and we'll compare it with your deck and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the collective reading. It was death. death. Um, <laughs> One of the things I recently had somebody reach out to me and um, like on the podcast and I won't name drop her, but you know who you are and you know that I love you to pieces. <laughs> she said that there were certain cards that just gave her the icks, mm-hmm. just gave her the icks. Sure. And, you know, oh. I, you know, yeah. I don't she didn't specifically wasn't talking about the death card, but mm-hmm. like the death card is one of those cards that gives mm-hmm. people. The it's icks. scary. I mean, you say death, you're like, <gasps> you know, but, but the amount of times that I have 
And yeah. I tell this to people all the time. The amount of times that I have pulled this card for oh people or for myself and I've not died yet. It's a good track record. You know, this, this is card. also a pregnancy card. <laughs> yes. And I talk about that. That's how I love to see this card, because if you're a person who if you're a pregnant person and I not to scare anybody, there's a part of you that will die <laughs> when you have your baby. It's called matrescence. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's called matrescence. I learned about this recently. Oh, my God. Oh, my Sarah God. Jane, let me share. <laughs> Please. Um, so a very large part of me died completely yeah. after I 100%. after I had my kid. Mm-hmm. I am not the same person I was mm-hmm. prior to mm-hmm. kicking a kid out of my uterus. Mm-hmm. And um, that was that's a struggle. And it's mm-hmm. a struggle for a lot of people who give birth. And it's called matrescence. Oh, um, matrescence no is this. Name. I did not either until a month ago. Yeah. And I'm really pissed about it. Matrescence is the psychological idea yeah. that from the time that you have, I mean, it starts when you when you pee on the stick and it sure. turns positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you give birth to this baby, your psychology changes. Mm-hmm. Your brain literally changes mm-hmm. after you give birth. Mm-hmm. Um, your hormones are different. Your body is completely different. Yep. Um, the way that your instincts are different. Mm-hmm. Your like health concerns are different. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about you. Yeah. Is a whole new thing. Yep. And psychologically, you struggle with that. Yep. It's because it's a quick change. Mm-hmm. You go from living for yourself to being mm-hmm. attached to a human who mm-hmm. screams a whole lot. <laughs> and so the psychological <laughs> idea is that you're coming into, you're going like, I mean, the woo-woo esoteric thing is sure. like you're going from maiden to mother. Sure. But the actual term for it is matrescence. And it is the psychological, wow. biological thing that yeah. happens to people who give birth as they become... Yeah. A mom. And it is a grieving process of your life before. Mm-hmm. It is a grieving process of your body. It is a grieving process and a mourning process of putting to burial all of the things that you were yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And people don't know that this is... I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know it was a thing. And so when you come into matrescence, when you come into that mother, that full mother thing, like it is that acceptance of the person that you are mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. it's really hard because partners... Don't experience this in the same way. Yeah. They they, they do experience big change, obviously. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but post- their literal body yes. doesn't change. Physiologically and, and biologically, yeah. the things that are happening yeah. in your head after you, again, you birth a human, um, like, yeah. that, that's not happening. Yeah, it's and, true. And so it's this, mm-hmm. it, is, it is an actual thing about connecting to yourself and becoming a whole new person. Mm-hmm. And it's a grieving process. Oh, 100%. I mean, this is, so this, uh, that's why I love this card yes. for that, because I feel like this is the card more even than the Empress. And I love, I mean, the Empress is my birth card. I love the Empress. Yeah. But even more than the Empress, this to me is a pregnancy card because it's like you, a part of you will die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then that creates space for something new to happen. Well, the most beautiful part of the death line in the major arcana is that it doesn't end in the death card. Mm-hmm. It ends in temperance. temperance. It ends in rebirth. I I is know. that not just the oh most like I love it so beautiful much. thing in the world? And so that much. and that's like Yeah. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Like when you come through when you come through matrescence, you are like, yes, there are things you're gonna mourn and there are mm-hmm. things you're gonna miss, but mm-hmm. you really kind of become this new person and you settle into it and it's not scary or and you start to give less fucks. You start to give a lot less fucks. <laughs> Maybe. And that's some temperance shit right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're just kind of yep. like, yep, this is how it is. Just pouring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pouring water. <laughs> Fuck it. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Yep. No, I love talking about seeing death as, mm-hmm. as a card for as a card for birth because, yeah, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I think that when we think about death, we obviously think about 
yeah. the, just our brains like and like the Hollywoodized yeah. like thing is like we think literal death, but it's it's a death to so many things. It's Can a, I read you my um, yes? Please read that because I think this will be this will I think this is gonna just just line right on up. This is actually one of my favorite cards. I mean, so I'm a Scorpio moon, and this is my one of my cards. Yep. You know, um, okay. So this is the upright is and so I also go through. I forgot to say this in the majors. I have a lot more intro before the cards because a lot of the cards are connected to each other. Yes, they are. So Empress is connected to, or sorry, um, Death is connected to the Emperor. Okay, yeah. Um, did you know like the new the number part of? Ter- do you know? Okay, have you ever done like your birth card? Yeah, you know it's like where you like, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. love that. That's my daughter. Oh, oh, I love that. So yeah, so mine is so. If you didn't know, what you do is you add up each digit of your birthday, mm-hmm. and then if you get a two digit number that is more than twenty three, then you then continue to add the digits yeah. until you get the lowest number that you can get and then you relate that to whatever the number of the majors yep. is and so i actually did this whole series last year last january of like what someone's you could do a, um whatever your card of the year is yeah so you do your birthday but with whatever the current year is yes in the same kind of way yes and that's mm-hmm. how you figure out your card of yes, yes and sometimes is. people will get two cards right yep. so let's say they got death you know which is 13 one plus three emperor. is four then you get the emperor yes. yeah yeah and so it's like there's this really beautiful connection so I'll, I'll read that first and then i'll read the meaning so the emperor the emperor is connected to the aries energy the beginning of the zodiac wheel aries is often as a newborn baby in the beginning of life Death is connected to Scorpio energy and obviously symbolizes the end of something. Endings create space for new beginnings. They both show that new life and beginnings from different perspectives. So the upright um, uh, interpretation of this card is endings and beginnings and change. Upright. Death reminds us that we have no endings. There are there are only cycles that end, which, which create space for new beginnings. In Hinduism, there's the trinity of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Brahma is the creator, Vishnu is the sustainer, and Shiva is the destroyer. We need all three to have a full cycle. In Western cultures, we don't always want anything to be ended or destroyed. The death card honors that part of the cycle, acknowledging that in order for anything new to arrive, something else must end. When this card arrives, it gives the space to grieve what once was, and you can hold space for what is to come. In healing, it's important to note to grieve who you once were when you started, like we just said, Mm -hmm. and to get to know the new you that is learning and growing. And so the reversal of this is resisting endings and resisting change. So in reverse, death is waiting, and you don't want to let them in. Maybe there's a resistance to the change or endings. Maybe holding on to what you once were was comforting and familiar. It's time to release what once was and make space for what is to come. And the affirmation is, I honor and grieve what needs to be released. Yes. Amazing. And I love talking about, I like, hey, my card fell. Um, I'm back. Um, I love talking about, (laughs) I love talking about the idea that one, like death is card 13 in the tarot. Mm -hmm. So that's how you get four. Three plus one equals four. Mm -hmm. Um, I love talking about those two things. One of the, one of the ways I teach the major arcana is I break it into triads. So not just the long rows, but we mm-hmm. talk about the three card rows. It's like, it's, those... I mean, it's so beautiful. It just like, yes, just it flows perfect. perfect. It's it just does. perfect. It's yeah. so great. And I, um, yeah. I so love I love that. the idea of connecting so death to tarot because, mm-hmm. so the way that I teach the emperor mm-hmm. is that it is a, um, the emperor is a very stable energy type thing. Like mm-hmm. when I when I think of the emperor, I think oak trees and rivers mm-hmm. and canyons and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that is that they still change. Mm-hmm. They still erode slowly. They still mm-hmm. change with seasons. If you're thinking about oak trees, they yeah. still water comes in and water comes out. Mm-hmm. And 
death is like that. Death is a permanent fixture in our lives. Things are going to end. And it's not the mm-hmm. only time we're going to see them end because the world is also yeah. a full circle ending of something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So death is not it's it's our first chance. It's our fir- it's the first time we see something truly like yeah. come to a close. We learn how to deal with it there for the first time. And it prepares us for when we get to the world where we can have that level of disconnection to be like, yeah. this was meant to be. Yeah, like so, it's so weird. So as I shared with you oh, in the beginning of the yeah. episode, yeah, I have a friend who who died last week, and um, it brought up a lot of stuff. It's very, it's very sad. And this beautiful thing happened where the time in my life when I was connected to this person, um, that group of friends, we all reached out to each other, and we've been um, really like reconnecting over this. And it sucks so bad that it was over our friend's passing, right? That. Um, we actually wish that she could come, but now I'm actually going to be seeing these people for the first time in like 15 years. <laughs> and so it's like, and it's, and I have this new, um, uh, you know, I have this new like perspective on that time and mm-hmm. it's death is so sad and like noticing the thing that comes after it is um, interesting. It is. It's um I sometimes I call temperance the hindsight card. Mm. Like the hindsight being twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the the death card, we aren't meant to be like hey, this is fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right, right. Yeah, this is yeah. the best thing ever. No. Um Mm-mm. it is hard. Yeah. But going through death, the thing that comes afterward is that yeah. clarity. Yeah. That clarity of okay, mm-hmm. it's the biggest I call it the biggest contraction in the tarot. The mm-hmm. biggest contraction to expansion. Mm-hmm is death to temperance. Mm-hmm. It's literally going from death is like you curl into Even the more than uh, tower to... Yeah. So, okay. I believe, I, I'm, I was, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. So yeah. I would teach it as like death is like death is a... It's a true mm-hmm. change of something. It is a complete dying to yourself in some way. Yeah. It's a complete honoring and like giving up of control. Mm-hmm. Um, so true. I teach what mm-hmm. I... So justice relates to this because when I teach justice in regards to like teaching the lines, I teach justice and one of the affirmations I have for it is we all deserve death. Yeah. Because we are alive, not mm-hmm. because we are bad or sinful or anything else, but because we are alive, we deserve death, which means that because things happen, they deserve to yeah. go through transitions, yeah. anything. So true. And when we get to death, we have to kind of curl up into the smallest yeah. ball, the darkest space. Mm. We have to come to our own feet. Yeah. And Oof. then yeah. temperance is like, boom, it's like a burpee. It's like, boom, <laughs> into this big, big thing. And yeah. from the tower... I mean, when we're in the tower, we've already done, like, the dying to ourselves. We yeah. know what that looks like. The tower yeah. is an instance where we're not coming in to die and yeah. having that acceptance that we go through in the hanged man to get sure. to death. Sure. The tower is more like getting rattled out of a place. Yeah. And then, like, coming down and Bottle. being and into yep. the star and being like, oh, man, how are we going to deal yeah. with this? Like, the the, the star yeah. is, like, after the crying of what happened in the tower. It's that deep breath. You go, <gasps> I literally say that. Oh, my. That's literally what it's <laughs> I have to say, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm screaming in your ear. I, I, I literally, yes. like, literally in my star meditation, I say, the star is that deep breath right. after a big cry. But yes. See, get out of here. Get out of here. Literally anybody can return. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, And you'll get, like, the same, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Amazing. It is. It's that moment of, like, okay, because yeah. it's not so much like a big rebirth no, from tower like to a, star. It's a, well, that fucking happened. You know, it's so funny. So, you know, before we started recording, we were talking about we live in Nashville. We talked about the big tornado that happened in 2020, right before COVID and everything. And I remember I was living in the neighborhood that was very affected by it. Um, The day after, it was the most beautiful day. 
It really fucking was. And it was so, it's like, that's that tower to star shift. It's mm-hmm. like chaos and blah. And then you're just like, it's also like having a toddler. And then they yeah. have a tantrum. And then afterwards, they're like, can I have a snack? Can I snuggle mama <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. fine? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, that shift. It's like, yes. yeah. Oh, it no, feels so good. It is so beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, but it, like that, it's it's definitely, I think like the, the tower to star is a much more gentle mm-hmm. coming up because you've already, you already know what you're doing. Yeah. It's like you've experienced this before. Yeah. I relate it to, I'm with you. you know, have you ever played like... <laughs> For those of us who have played Animal Crossing, it would be like going through the whole process of learning how to get all of the recipes for things mm-hmm. or learning how to get all, unlock all of the things. And then your whole game gets deleted and having to start over. Like, yeah, it sucks that you have to start over. But this but time already you done know. It. But you've yeah. already done it. This time you've already, you already yeah. know where to get all of the shit. Like, it's, it's annoying, but yeah. like you can do it. Yeah, but yeah. you can do. You already yeah. know you can do it. So, you know, death is the you. Cu- it's you come to your feet. Yeah. And close down. It's so true. Yeah, I get and that. It, I'm with you. I'm with you. That is that. I see that as the. And it's interesting, too. I mean, it's not it's past halfway, but it's it's not far from halfway mm-mm. through the majors. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. The hardest part is not dying. It's the getting mm-hmm. ready to die. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. So would you say that then Then the hanged man part is like that? I see the hanged man as actually this kind of like being okay with this with being in transition. I think the hanged man is exactly that. I think because in the hanged man, you put yourself there. Mm-hmm. The hermit, I think. The the going from strength to the hermit. Oh, I, I heard think your is, hermit episode too. That was really good. Yeah. I think that's the hardest transition um, is... The, between the seven and the nine, mm. because sevens for mm-hmm. me, when I teach her self-awareness, self-control, mm. finding like, oh, yeah, kind I'm of laughing because I do the same thing. <laughs> you do the same thing. Yes. <laughs> you see? And and so like that's in the chariot. It's like you realize like I can't either like, hey, things are going good, but mm-hmm. I can't continue doing this or things are not going so good mm-hmm. and I can't continue doing this. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the chariot, though, is all of a sudden having that awareness that you need to go to the next thing. Yeah. And then strength is, um, I relate it to like meeting the beast. Yay. Though mm-hmm. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. like going to, going mm-hmm. to death towards death with a friend as mm-hmm. a friend with what's coming. But it's like, really like, you know, you're pumped up in the moment. It's like, okay, okay, okay. And then yeah. you get to hermit and all of a sudden you're closing yourself in and it's yeah. almost involuntary. Cause yeah. it's an instinct. You don't have control over the Mm-mm. closing in. You just know that you have to. And that's the scary that's part. Yeah. That's the scary part. By the time you yeah. get to hanged man, you are in acceptance. You hang yourself. You say, yeah. okay. Yeah. This I is see what the wisdom is. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, I it's so funny because, yeah, I also interpret those in the same way. But I, I love seeing it in that through that lens of yeah. like and that the the flow of them all connecting in that way. Yeah. I have a whole section in the, the guidebook about kind of breaking down the different suits, but also each of the numbers. Yes. And I see seven as like take a like it's an opportunity to like take a break break take a beat and like yeah. kind of be like assess, like assess reassess it. the situation yes, exactly. yeah yes and just like okay what's happening here you know yeah. like this is we've sorry <laughs> you're fine we got a little tea we got we have, we're having tea and we have a little tea set i have made a lot of tea <laughs> it's really cute um, <laughs> but yeah no this that's really that's really really beautiful and when you were describing the um strength i was almost picturing like aslan you know yes yeah and then like kind of walking, walking with the children yes, towards yeah. the, towards the death yeah. yeah yeah it's that's a hard one it is very much and i so i grew up very religious mm-hmm. so, and i am not religious now sure but i a lot of the ways that like i see the world has been coming through like there's a lot of archetype with that so when i see the you know the angel or the child yeah. mm-hmm. the thing of virtue meeting the beast mm-hmm. right like 
they're befriending each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting, too, because as I was um, researching, you know, especially this deck, the the um, Smithway deck, um, there actually is a lot of like Christian mysticism. There it. is. There is a lot and a yeah. lot of like based off of like like a uh, not Hinduism, um, like uh, oh, why can't it Hebrew? Why am I not? Oh, Judaism. Um, mm-hmm. There we go. That's the word I want. <laughs> uh, excuse me. That was inappropriate on my behalf. I should have had that word on my head. But yeah, Judaism as well. Mm-hmm. The tree of life. A mm-hmm. lot of like Kabbalistic. Mm-hmm theory mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um which just means that she knew yeah all, all of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean honestly just um look at the high priestess yeah the amount of imagery in the high priestess alone like literally holding the torah yeah and then also having the the crescent moon yes. you know i mean it's just like there's just so much to it no just like she was channeling some shit yeah. as she made these cards just mm-hmm. what a brilliant intuitive we're gonna like literally we'll be, start our own like a pamela coleman smith tumblr fan account i'm i'm, I'm here for it i love it <laughs> So what I want to do with the collective reading is Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the energies with death. But first, I want you to describe your death card here. Like, describe the flower. Describe. Yes. Okay. So um, we have a skull in the middle, and then marigolds are the flowers. Yes. I figured. And that was, yeah, obviously to Dia de los Muertos. Yes. You know, but also, I mean, and I know I mentioned in the last two readings, I've, I've mentioned Hinduism and Buddhism. So, like... My, my husband actually runs a meditation center. It's called okay. Wild Heart Meditation. Um, so we practice a lot of Buddhism. And then I, I've been practicing yoga for 15 years. A very long time. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like doing trying to do math in my head for a very long time. And so it's a, it's a very big part of how I um, try to live my life and perceive the world. And yeah. so a lot of these teachings all kind of inform it. And, yeah. and marigolds are also a very important flower. Um in Hinduism, what so. are they? What do they signify? In Hinduism, in, in a very similar way. So it, they're often used in the for Diwali, which is the yes. um, which is the festival of lights. So it's also yes. kind of like a, a like a light bringing um, experience. So in like the same way, in the same way that in De, De, De los Muertos, it's like it's like a guiding, a guiding, yeah. Yes, and so it's kind of like you will be shown the way. Yeah, the petals yeah. making that path mm-hmm. and all of that. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. And yeah. I love it. I was getting very, like, I, I didn't want to be like, this is giving me sugar skull vibes. Is that mm-hmm. all, if that's not what you meant? But oh, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, very, yeah. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, that was the the intention behind it. But, you know. It's, it's beautiful. Yes. So talk to me about, in a collective reading, mm-hmm. reading for the collective with that energy coming up first. So this episode is being recorded a week ahead. So this will be mm-hmm. coming out the week, the Monday after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about kind of, that collective energy for me i would say and like speaking on the collective taking death into account like being being okay with coming to your feet Mm. being okay with saying this is not bowing to things that are no longer working finding Mm. that this doesn't this isn't for me this isn't how i want to be whether that's a microchasm of this this literally like diet is no longer working for me Mm -hmm. it will not work it's not for me or mm-hmm. this relationship or this way of mm-hmm. being coming to your feet and bowing to it and saying, I give it. Yeah. But talk to me about what you feel in that collective energy. Oh, I love that. I mean, also I, because I always love around this card to zoom out and to see, I mean, yeah. the, the majors are in such a specific order mm-hmm. and it can show us this path of like, yeah, this is ending right now. And then the next card is temperance. Well, it is temperance. Yeah. And this, yeah. for this week, the collective rating, it'll come out mm-hmm. Monday. So the um, episode for this week will come out tomorrow. Um, it's High Priestess. Mm. So it's oh very, it's yeah. very much like peeking behind the veil. 
and yeah. then going behind mm-hmm. it. Oh my goodness! I mean, that's it too. It's like, yeah, it's it's funny. It's kind of what we were talking. What I was talking about with the um, with the astrology. It's like yeah. kind of going into the depths of something to really mm-hmm. experience what it is. Yes. And I love I love you saying to what can you shed? What can you release? What's what what's not needed anymore? Like mm-hmm. clean house. You well, know, especially after being in the reverse world yeah. this last week, having mm-hmm. the ability to kind of be like. Those things are the final endings and then going into death and being like, okay, we're really spring cleaning here. Yeah. 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 What's what's not working? And then and and then how could it's also I mean, well, it's related to like body image and diet culture. And we're in the throes of holiday season. So if you're coming off of a Thanksgiving where people were making weird comments about food around bodies or, you know, I mean, People have been more or less seeing each other, but there may be, I mean, I have family members that I haven't seen in three years. Yep. You know, I mean, just, that's just, I, I live far away from my family. Also, mm-hmm. There might be people, people that you haven't seen. I, I'll, I'll, I'll shout this out. So I went to visit one of my best friends in Seattle a couple months ago and her sister, who I've also, I've known this friend for a really long time and her sister, who I've also known for a really long time, um, she came out to see us too. And she was like, I know she's been working on like body acceptance stuff and she's like, there's a part of me that wants to apologize because my body has gained a lot of weight, but I'm not going to do that because I'm working on just like letting my body do. But like, that's I like, she was just kind of naming. That's what she was feeling. Amazing. And I was like, awesome. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I mean, thank you for being honest. And like, it's okay wherever you are. Bodies change yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. And so there might be people that you haven't seen and their bodies may have changed or your body may have changed and that might feel really uncomfortable mm-hmm. or you might feel insecure about it. And so it's like, okay, so like Thanksgiving is kind of like the first like big family part of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do I want to do moving forward? Um, if it wasn't a great experience, do you want to do the next thing? Yeah, that's a great point. Like revisiting if like it wasn't yeah. a great experience over this holiday, do you need to do do you need to put yourself in like kind of like the line of fire for Christmas at that mm-hmm. point? Um, my struggle has always been eating in front of people mm. because I don't want anybody commenting on what I choose to eat or I choose not to eat. Sure. And my family, they will fucking comment mm. on everything. Yeah. PSA, you never need to talk about anyone's Literally, body or food. You never have to talk about never it. Never mention. <laughs> Don't mention what's on their plate. It's not your business. Even if you think you're being helpful yeah. or you think you're being like, oh, this is positive. No, it's or never helpful. Even in regards to, and I think people forget this, people can serve themselves. You don't have to say, try some of this. I need mm-hmm. you to try some of this. Definitely try some of this. Mm-hmm. Don't no. do that. No. People are, let them know. You can say overall, like, hey, all of this food is here. Please help yourself. But this is really good. Yeah. Yeah. This thing is really good, and yeah, I, like I love. It. If you wanted to try it, you could. Yeah, but, but you don't have to. But you don't have to. You, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you never want to be like you have to try this right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That freaks me out. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like we're all coming into family experiences. I don't know how, if you feel like I. I don't live near my family. I love my family very much, but um, I haven't lived near them in a long time. And sometimes when I am back with them, I feel like I'm the age that I was when I left. <laughs> Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I revert. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? And so, you know, people are coming into family experiences with all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, just be kind. And um, yeah. And if you're feeling like this is not the mm-hmm. thing for you, then like. Don't do it. You can change your mind. You don't. Don't go. Yeah. Don't don't go. <laughs> yeah. Or coming in being like, I want to make sure that I have a friend or a partner mm-hmm. or whomever mm-hmm. to help. Or it's like, I'm going to go into this family experience, but I'm I my boundary is that I need to make sure that I have a, 
a, a living or like a sleeping space that is mine or whatever that you can mm-hmm. go revert to or like that you're able to like leave and go for a walk if you need to. Like what yep. kind of boundaries do you need to set? A really favorite of mine. And unfortunately, like I have a lot of different issues. My family is a very complicated. It's very complicated. Sure. One of my things is that I will schedule meetings for myself. Mm. Hey, I have to take a phone call at this time to this time. <laughs> Uh, there's no call. Yeah. I used to do this when I was dating. I would be like, when I was like, because I, I met my husband on Tinder, shout out. But like, oh, yeah. yeah. But so when I was like kind of doing that for a little bit, I would like when I would first time I meet someone, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we can meet this time. But like I have this like appointment at this time. So like, we just have to be done so by that. get out. Yep. Yeah. And, it, and I never did. And then if like, mm-hmm. but then if I liked them, I want to hang out longer. I'd be like, oh, I don't have to do that. And then you can keep hanging out. Yeah. No. Give yourself an out. I love that. Give yeah. yourself an out. That's yeah. what I do. And my and my sister uses it as well. It's just yeah. a really good way to like people are people are more likely to question you and your boundaries. And if you feel like you can stand up for yourself and defend yourself, just mm-hmm. saying, I need space, do it. Mm-hmm. If you are like me and you are terrible at boundaries, you just say, I have a thing. Mm-hmm. I have a meeting. I have to take it. <laughs> when I <laughs> And goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in four five minutes. Yeah. Um, and it works. Mm-hmm. It's a really, it's a really good way to get yourself out of a thing and it's planned ahead. And yeah. you can do that the same thing with like, hey, I can come to this family gathering for yeah, this amount of time. That's it. But then I have to go. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Kids are so great with that because it's like my child needs a nap. <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and then I take a quote two hour nap too, where I'm when just the like, baby like, sleeps, <laughs> mommy sleeps. <laughs> That's my boundary. <laughs> when I was I was like um, pumping and breastfeeding for a while, mm-hmm. and when I when we go visit my family, yeah. I would I didn't like pumping, but I would use pumping as an excuse oh, yeah, to yeah. like get away. Be like, yeah. I have to go pump. Oh my god, I blame my daughter for everything. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm> just... <laughs> kids not in a good mood i can't come i mean but children Mm -hmm. children do do that for you yes 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 gifts and you only get that until like a certain age yeah and then and then they'll then they'll then they'll call you on it and then they're 10 yeah (laughs) and like oh don't you need a nap they're like no mommy i am 10 (laughs) yeah um sarah jane yes this has been one of my favorite episodes ever (laughs) this has been so what a special special treat thank you so much thank you thank you Uh, and thank you guys i got my own sample of this deck (laughs) as a little gift enjoy my instagram feed (laughs) for the next seven years um it's beautiful like i cannot like first off like i am very um picky and choosy about because i want to protect people who are listening to i want to make sure i stand by yeah yeah like things that i'm saying like i love or you know and i'm very i am a stickler for inclusivity Mm -hmm. and all of that like Mm -hmm. if i did not think that this was a really fucking cool deck (laughs) thank you like respond not just like beautiful but like responsibly made we really we put a lot of effort and it's not perfect you know we'll probably find something whatever but to the best of our ability we did the best that we could so yeah it's just like (laughs) astounding so so i feel like it is such a gift to find people who are creating from the heart like that and when i saw it and i stalked I stopped. I looked over all of your social media accounts just to yes. see, like, where. where oh no, I, was... I get it. Listen, yeah. my spidey senses. When someone's like, "I'm body positive," I'm like, "Are you?" Are like, you really? I my my default <laughs> is that they are not. Which, like, this is my own. This is my own shit, you know. And so, but I like, always, you've yeah. done the work on yeah. it, and you know how important it is to like mm-hmm. have like to to align with people who are actually doing the yeah. work and not like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fake doing it. Yeah, yeah. So I love mm-hmm. it. I, yeah. It is an honor to have you on. It's Thank an honor you. to have your deck. Yay. And I am like, oh, I'm very excited. Like, also, like, good luck getting rid of me. We are besties. I now. was like, we're our best friends. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm coming back on the podcast. <laughs> and I'll be here next week. <laughs>
Can I just leave with one last thing? Please. Okay, so one of the most impactful things when I started to do this process of, like, connecting with my body was I was kind of in a spin about whatever, you know, my body was changing. And my husband said, bodies change. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And that was, like, some of the most powerful words that someone could have said to me. So if you need to hear this, I want you to know bodies change. And that's okay. That's it. They do. For, for for what you perceive as good or what you perceive as worse, mm-hmm. they're going to mm-hmm. change, and we're all just here. Yeah. Trying our best. Trying our best. <laughs> um, absolutely beautiful. Yay. I We are going to put the meditation for the death yeah. card mm-hmm. at the end of this episode. Love so it. if you keep listening, um, you will hear Sarah Jane's meditation for the death card, which I'm so excited to listen to. I think I like it. I think I I'm going to so. love it. I'm very excited <laughs> about it. It And just, like, beautiful... Um, Please tell people, and I'm going to put it all in the liner notes as well, but tell Mm -hmm. people where they can find you if you have openings, if you do readings. What's that like? Yes. So um, you can find me on Instagram at sjanechapman. That's my personal one. And then you can find the deck at Be With Your Body Tarot. Um, I I do readings. I have, like, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, 20 years ago when we started this podcast. (laughs) No, I love it. Um, (laughs) That I I do work. I have, like, a lot of... Well, a lot of work that I do, but I do see people individually. I do I do readings and um, I do them both in person and I also see folks on Zoom. So mm-hmm. if you don't live, you're not like a local Nashville person. And so I can do just classic readings, but also like through the lens of this deck, you know, yeah. that can be I, I, I do a lot of like body acceptance work with folks, too. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also I'm a yoga therapist. And so mm-hmm. I often will like I see I see folks for yoga therapy and I often will incorporate tarot and astrology into that. So it's yes. kind of a package deal. It's lovely. Yeah. And do you do astrology readings on their own as well? I thought mm-hmm. you, yep, you yep. mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Do you oh, also? Yep. I also do astrology readings. Yeah. So you can go to my website, sarahjanechapman.com. And that has all that. And you can email me and schedule a reading. Yes. Sarah Jane, and as you all know, you all don't know, actually, there's music playing in the background of this. It's beautiful. It's epic. Um, (laughs) Thank you. This has been a joy. You are going to come back on this podcast? I can't wait. Okay, perfect. And you're going to play Mysterium. (laughs) I cannot wait for that. We're going to do it. We'll do so good. We're already so alive. We're going to be like, look at this picture. And I'll 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 need one one card. That's what I'll need. (laughs) It'll be so great. Thank you, everyone. Sarah Jane. Yay. Thank you. Finding a comfortable place to sit or lay down. You could close your eyes or soften the muscles around your eyes, fixing your attention somewhere forward. Start to notice the gentle fluctuations of your breath, the expansions, the contractions. Letting all of your attention settle on your breath, and on your body. This is a meditation on the tarot card, Death. Imagine in front of you one vessel full of endless water and one empty vessel. With your hand or your mind's eye, pour the vessel full of endless water onto your heart. And imagine that the empty vessel was catching the water that flows over your heart, washing your heart 
what that water starts to look like as it cleans your heart. Do this for as long as you see necessary. Cleaning your heart with the endless water and the other vessel collecting the water that cleans your heart. quality of that water. If it's changed color or thickness or maybe not. And then take that water the one with bits of you in it to a garden bed. Again, in your mind's eye or with your hands, pour that water over the garden bed that is filled with seeds of your choosing. those seeds are nourished, take some deep breaths. With every breath, imagine that those seeds are growing a little bit more. The death card reminds us that every beginning comes from some other ending that without endings, we have no beginnings. That the decay from one thing can nourish the next. The affirmation for this card is, I honor and grieve what needs to be released. I honor and grieve what needs to be released. washed off of your own heart. Carry this with you wherever you need to go. 